Hello and welcome to Summertime, the first Summertime episode. I don't, I actually don't even remember the number. It's been a while, but we are back. One on one, excuse me, one on one podcast. I'm Derek. This is Rodney. Uh, yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Yes, yes, yes. Summertime basketball uh, has not stopped, but has kind of stopped, you know. Uh, news I mean, this, like, is, this is the deadest time for sure. Deadest yeah. Time oh. of the year for sure. Most definitely. But then at the same time, it's always a lot to talk about with basketball because for some people, this is the most interesting time with the trades and the signings, the free agency, the drafts and all of that. So we pretty much going to jump in and talk about all of that. I mean, there's no real basketball to talk about. I have not watched really any of summer league. So there's that. I mean, I, I went I went for one day and watched Chet play. Uh was not impressed. Uh, saw Paolo play and was kind of impressed, reminding me of Jason Tatum. Uh, and, the, and the best player that I watched at Summer League was Jaden Ivey before he got injured. That's like all the Summer League takes I have, like right there in 30 seconds. That's cool. This is actually the first Summer League, like, you know, since it's really been televised and been watching maybe since like high school that I like haven't watched. But for some reason, I just could not catch a game. Um, yeah, adulting, I guess. But yeah, uh, let's get into the, these free agent signings. Uh, money, the, the money that these players are making, the money that some of these players aren't making. Um, and yeah, so I mean, obviously, like I'm open the floor to you and let you go first. Is, is there any big takeaways that you have from the, uh, like any of the big free agent signings? I mean, I don't know what we really consider free agent signings. I, mean, I guess just in terms of everyone re-signing, and that's what kind of what it seemed like. You know, with Zach Levine, Brad Beal. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who, who else am I, am I missing? I guess well, Kyrie's okay. opting in. Like, I guess this was just a free agency of everyone is just taking the biggest bag on their own teams, I suppose. I guess that's pretty much all I got out of free agency. There was not as much player movement as I think that we're used to. Um, regarding uh, the Suns, do we think Ayton, like, I know they mapped, I believe uh, it was the uh, Pacers offer. I believe it was the Pacers. Maybe the, I'm the Pistons. Pistons. Okay. No, no, you're right. Pacers. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Cool. Do, right. do we sorry. do we think like how do we how do we foresee that ending? Like, I mean, he got his money I'm, now. I'm, but... I'm sure he'll get traded. Okay, I was gonna say. I, do we really see that? Like, I mean, I I think they they only did it because they didn't want to lose him for nothing. But I can't imagine them paying him that max for a full season because I don't think they want to end the season in the luxury tax that deep for him. Right. As, especially after they just re-signed Devin Booker to that crazy deal. Yeah. Zion got an extension. How do you feel about that one? Uh, I mean, kind of, I mean, not not to say that he's going to get traded, but pretty similar to Aiton in terms of what else you're going to do, just let him walk. I mean, I appreciated, at least on their part, that they had a lot of, like, protections injury protections and things of that nature and it's you know not a full full max unless it hit meet certain requirements so i thought it was a pretty like low risk move low risk signing relative to how risky it could have been um so i thought i thought the pelicans actually did really good i don't think i really like their team i don't think it was a bad you know obviously i don't think it was the same in in ayton is like oh they're gonna trade him or something but i think the same concept kind of applies as far as we don't want to get like we can't let him leave for nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. If oh, never, definitely. Like, that's that's like, definitely you could not not yeah you could not not sign him like it really right. doesn't matter. 
Um, obviously the blockbuster. <laughs> this is crazy. The blockbuster is Rudy Gobert to the Jazz. Oh, yeah, right. I mean to oh, yeah. uh, Timberwolves. It is so funny because that whole week, uh, maybe like a week, two weeks before, I was just watching the NBA. I wasn't really watching the NBA uh, talk talking head shows, but like on YouTube, you would see Patrick Beverly, and he was talking so highly of like all his Timberwolves teammates, and then he just gets traded. It was, it was, I don't know. Like, I know that's the business of it all, and like that doesn't change his relationship necessarily with his teammates personally because they didn't trade you, but it, it was just, you know, a little funny. Uh, but yes, Rudy Gobert, it, weird trade to me because it's just like, and I was talking about this with Fat John, um, I just don't, like, this doesn't really move the needle to me for the Jazz. I mean, for the Bucks. I mean, excuse me, the Bucks, the Timberwolves. I'm all over the oh, place. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like the <laughs> Twin Tower thing that they're going for, I, I'm not really, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like if you're going to trade that much, if you're going to give up that haul for Rudy Gobert, I think you, I need to be able to look at it and say, this puts them over the top, or now this is the team to beat in, in the West. And I don't, I just, I, I still look at them and like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, if, if this works out great, it's, it's going to be because Anthony Edwards and Carlton Towns take take another step. It's not going to be like I don't think the Rudy Gobert thing it like on its own like does anything, you know, for me. It's very weird. And then on the flip side, going to the Jazz, like they like there's talks about them. Obviously, everybody's open. Uh, Clarkson, um, Mitchell, the big name is Donovan, obviously. And like at there at a point where like it's weird. I also talked about this with John. Like, do you blow it up? You're the Jazz. You're not going to get anybody in free agency. But also, I mean, you, def- you definitely have to blow it up if you're the Jazz. Yeah, but also you're not gonna you're not gonna like you have to wait and just try to hit in the draft again. And you're kind of lucky and even hitting on I mean, Donovan. That's, I mean, that's more reason for me to blow it up because I don't want to have Donovan and be, you know, getting the 11th seed and I have the seventh pick every year. Like, if I'm gonna trade everybody. I'm gonna trade everybody and just go for the number one pick. This is the year to do it. If you're going to go for the number one pick, I think this is, you know, again, we talked about Victor Wembanyama before. This every year to go for number one pick since probably Anthony Davis is this year. So to me, I think it's a no-brainer. They just yeah. trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't want, like, what's the point of having Donovan Mitchell on the team? You're still going to not be good, but you're also not going to be well, that business, bad either. Like, what's for, the point? Well, if we're talking about from a strictly business standpoint, you know, you have a star to sell and market and all I mean, that. But I feel you. Yeah, I'm just I'm just answering your question like like yeah I mean I suppose uh, so but I also feel like Donovan Mitchell might you know not just him specifically but a lot of players that are looking at this team like how many games is he gonna play? That, yeah, that's facts. I mean, um, my only thing about blowing it up these days is like you're not really guaranteed like with the draft odds like, but I feel you like how many more years are you gonna get out of the Donovan Mitchell? Like even if at best case scenario they're a playing team, which is like good in the sense of like okay we're in the playoffs but like you said it's bad in the sense of like you're not about to get a top pick. All right, first off, let's relax because the plan is not the playoffs. The Spurs, you know the I mean. Spurs did not make the playoffs. You know what I mean? I, I I was serious. That was just probably a Freudian stuff. I was really just talking about. But even if they make the plan and they advance to the first round, whatever. Like my point is, they're not. If you get the eighth, the tenth through the eighth seed, and then whatever you do after that, you're just not going to be at that point probably i mean i guess maybe you get the 10th maybe but like you're not going to be good enough to like warrant a top pick oh, bad enough excuse me but you're not good enough that it's that it even matters you know what i'm saying you're exactly. the timberwolves you're the I mean, timberwolves I mean, like <laughs> i mean i think that was half the reason that the spurs did the same thing with dejounte murray he said 
he wasn't he wasn't going to resign the deal. He had two years left. So it's like, all right, well, let's just trade him so that we just are really bad instead of kind of bad. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, no disrespect. The, I, the Jazz I, should do the same thing. The yeah, Jazz but, without Rudy Gobert is the same caliber team the Spurs with last no, year. But, but no, but a team no, that may, that may barely get the ten seed. No disrespect, but like parting ways with Dejounte Murray is a much easier decision than parting ways with Donovan Mitchell. Just on. on uh, I mean, I guess, summer. but you're getting more for Donovan Mitchell. You oh, of course. I'm just saying, like, no, but I'm just saying, like, to your point, like, that's the, the Spurs day. Yeah, yeah, that was a no brainer. But, like, you, it's a little bit more factor to, like, okay, but do we want to trade this? We're also Utah. Like, we don't have this huge track. I mean, actually, they do have a pretty good track record historically, but all their stars stay. You know what I'm saying? Do, and they're do they? I mean, Gordon, Gordon Hayward didn't even stay. I mean, relatively well. Actually, I was thinking of Stockton and Malone originally. That's what in my mind. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, that's a whole different era. I'm no, but I, but I'm saying from, but, and, but and I'm recent. saying from, from them, from there, you have Stockton Malone. Then you drafted, uh, um, Darren Williams. You actually did get Carlos Boozer in free agency. That lasted for a little bit. Then you hit on, uh, uh, damn, why am I blinking? Um, you know what I'm talking about. And then, Gordon, Gordon yeah, Gordon Hayward, yes. And then you hit on Donovan Mitchell, all both in the draft. Obviously, both now look like Gordon Hayward already left, but Donovan Mitchell might be out the door. But the point is, for a small market team, they've actually historically have hit and kept people for longer periods than, like, you would think. But, you know, that's something you just have to look at when not, – it's not the Lakers here. It's not like, oh, we're going to get another star. Somebody's going to come here. It's L.A. Raw is in the talk. It's like, bro, you're the Jazz. I'm just I just don't understand what the best case scenario is for keeping Donovan I'm not I'm not arguing. I'm just saying this is these are all the things you just would think about. Like if I was in the front office. Now at the end of the day, it still comes down to especially if you can get a Rudy Gobert Hall for him. Yeah. Like I, I, mean, I, think, gonna, I've come, I think I think it gets something close. I think the Knicks are ready to give up all their picks. I will say I wasn't at first I wasn't hundred percent sure, but now uh, well, the Knicks are always ready to give up something, but just desperate. That, the city of New York is just desperate, just desperate for leadership. Uh, but um, but now I'm definitely behind the whole, like, trade them. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there was part of me that felt like if they traded Rudy Gobert, they could keep Mitchell because the problem was their relationship, and so you just kind of build around Dominic Mitchell. But when you trade Rudy Gobert and you don't get anything back. You're all you're getting is picks back. Okay, so now you you've chosen the direction you're going. Now yeah. they traded Rudy Gobert and got an All Star caliber player back who you thought fit more with Donovan Mitchell. I don't know oh, who that course, player yeah. is. The net, this is a totally different conversation. But you're telling me that they traded. You could say their best player. You know, he's the guy that's making the All NBA's on the team. He's their best player. They traded him, and and the best thing you got back were picks. That means you got to trade Donovan Mitchell for more picks. You're at this point, you're in the picks game. That's the, the game you chose. Unless you can flip those picks for another star and or you think one of the Minnesota picks are going to hit immediately, which I don't actually know uh, off the top of my head. I forgot what year those picks are, but. Yeah, you know. I mean, you got like two, three years for. for yeah, for so yeah, you would either have to probably flip them for a star. I mean, you know, New York, I listen, man, I I told you in the, earlier this season, like, hey, the, 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 that man might want to go to the Knicks. Like, everything yeah, is pointing to the like, Knicks. Like, exactly. So, it's time to Nick, tell the Knicks it's time to pay up. The Knicks, oh, the Knicks are all, like I said, the city is desperate. <laughs> Gotham City is desperate for, for it. It's like, I'll let y'all any keep Batman. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And I don't know how I feel about Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, 
Julius Randle. 110. 110. My man Jalen. It was 110, right? Am I tripping? Yeah, I yeah, one, yeah. Pulling that. Listen, black man, get your bag. Yeah, not was... sure I would have paid the 110. Uh, that's no disrespect. More importantly, I'm not sure if I'm the Knicks if I would have paid them 110 because I don't think. I mean, the but Knicks also, did it because they know it's bad and all that. Yeah, but uh, also it's the Knicks, so you kind of you have the money. You kind of have to pay to overpay to get people because you're nobody actually really, oddly enough, goes there, even though people do go there. It's, it's very weird, but still, like, uh, you know, people probably listen to this podcast probably understand what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, they paid them. Great, good player. Like, I, I would want to watch him. I mean, he's cool, but I like yeah, 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 hundred. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if he'll ever make an all-star game or anything like that, you know? He's cool. Well, he has a better, nothing wrong with Jalen Definitely has a better chance in the East now playing for New York. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, but we'll has, see. You know, you, if you're the Knicks, you just say, well, you know, maybe Jalen Brunson will help Randall be better. He's got a point guard again. And that's just that's the that's the type of conversation you have to have with Knicks. Crazy. I mean, if you're the Knicks, you gotta hope Cam Reddish flourishes. Gotta get on the court first. Well, that's part of flourishing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm saying Tibbs ain't, ain't messing with him. He, t- I feel like Tibbs on the hot seat. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know if okay. he'll be there by the end. Yeah, I don't feel like playing. If I, I feel like if I had to put a bet in for first coach to get fired, it would be for him to do. Yeah, it's funny how that that whole thing just did a complete 180. Um, yeah, not, not the first time. Oh, not at all. Um. So yeah, I mean, but back to the Timberwolves side, I just I don't get it, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I didn't get it either because I felt like this was the type of trade you maybe do with Anthony Edwards. It's like twenty four and like approaching top ten player status. You know what I mean? Like three four years from now, if he continues his trajectory, it just felt a little early to me when your core is two players under twenty five and Carly Towns and Anthony Edwards to now go all in with the third guy to have your three stars. Um, but does it even fit? And, it is, and, it's about... like, and Rudy Gobert. I mean, I'm just saying the concept of the trade in general. But then the fact on top of all of it, the player that you actually got back is Rudy Gobert. And so now you're putting Carl Anthony Towns basically full-time at the four, guarding a lot of perimeter guys. I mean, I don't want them protecting the rim, so I guess I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a Carl Anthony Towns fan. I saw that contract extension. He got four years, $200 million, and I probably would have traded him. That's just me. That could still happen. Uh, I mean, I think that they're pretty committed. I mean, they just signed him to that new extension. They just traded for Gobert. I think they're definitely locked in with their four. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't make on it happening like this this season. I'm just saying somewhere down the yeah, line. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's always possible. I just meant like I would have traded him before I gave him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know you're not the big, biggest cat guy. Wow, cat is – cat – He's 26. Okay. 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 He's born in 95. All right. I was going to say, I, I know he's still not under 25 when you said that. I had to look that up. Not far off. Not far off, but. He's, he reminds me, yeah, him in like. Uh, right. He's on 27, yeah. But still, yeah. It's like he's played too much basketball in the NBA to be still under 25. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I just didn't get it from a fit standpoint. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't and I don't feel like I, I do think on offense though I do think on offense it actually makes sense. You just have Cat shoot a lot of three pointers. Well, yeah, that's the thing. If you're gonna put him full time at the four and he's the self proclaimed greatest big man shooter of all time, then I yeah, he just shoots that. a lot of threes. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, defensively it made no sense to me. So I don't, I don't. Think. Um, and then I also just think like 
how many more years of Rudy Gobert like being, I don't know, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's really anyone in the media who thought it was a good trade for Timberwolves. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I now, don't if they, if they would have just given up like a pick or two pick, <laughs> like you know, something where it was just like, okay, cool, like. I mean, they, they gave, gave up. They gave up an Anthony Davis haul. That's what I'm year. saying. They gave up a haul. Like, <laughs> I, I'm all for like, hey, let's just get him and see if it works. And if it doesn't, we can always trade. He's. I mean, he has some trade value. I know people joke about who wants, but like, I understand. But it's like going to the store. If you, you, if you need a white shirt, you can get it for a dollar. Like, hey, bro, people, white shirts get dingy. You might need a new, fresh one. Eventually, you're gonna need a new one. Might as well buy it. Am I spending seventy dollars for a white tee? No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. I just feel like they give him a haul for him. Yeah. Oh, Can't argue that. But, uh, yeah, that one was, um, that was probably the biggest one. How do you like, uh, um, oh, damn, why am I blanking on everybody today? Uh, the Celtics signing, um, Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, trading for Malcolm Brogdon? I mean, yeah. It made sense. I mean, they gave up basically nothing in terms of actual players who played in the playoffs. Like, they didn't lose anyone in their rotation, and they got another guy for their rotation. Like, they needed a third guard bad, somebody who you could probably say for the first time is, like, a real point guard with Tatum and Brown, finally. I, like, I think Malcolm Brogdon actually can run an offense. I mean, but again, can he stay healthy? Like, he doesn't stay healthy. So, I don't know. In theory, I think this is a great signing. I mean, yeah, I, right. I hate I to mean, say yeah. it. I think it's no, no, amazing it's, no, on it's, paper. It's, yeah, on paper, it's amazing. He's going to be the sixth man. It's going to be great, like, as long as he can stay healthy. Like, he, he's he's he played half the season last year. The year before that, I don't think. I'm going to keep it a buck with you, games. man. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. If, if he's healthy, I think he's the starting point guard. He's, he's not going to start. Not oh. to say that he should or shouldn't, and maybe he even finishes games, but he's not going to start over maybe not i'm tell, i'm just telling you what i would i would do you know what i'm saying like yeah i mean but again i just went to the finals so marcus smart point guard i'm not gonna mess up the chemistry and make marcus smart all mad because like michael brogdon although you could say it's better the gap is not big enough for me to mess up the cohesion of what i achieved last year with my four players i'm gonna just have malcolm brogdon be my six man come off the bench and add to that you know what I'm saying? And if and if we make it through the year, uh, you know, hurt or whatever, whatever. But I can't start off the year saying Malcolm Brogdon is better than Mark Smart. You want defense play of the year. Now you're not starting a point game. You know, I never thought of it that way. I I see, I do see that vision. So I understand that. I was just looking at it though as from it's not like we traded for him middle of the season, he's starting for you. Like it's over the summer. So everybody has free, ideally, right, with coaches say. Every, every year you try out for the basketball team, you, you make the team, whatever. Oh, you were to start last year. It's open season for every position. You got to earn your spot um, in any sport. That's air quotes what they say. And then also, too, like the fact that Marcus Moore has come off the bench before. So I didn't really even look at it from that point of view. But I but, I mean, I see yeah, it. But, Ma- but Malcolm Brockton also come off the bench before, too. So like, Yeah, so it's not either so, one of them. So, yeah, yeah so, it's, so it's cool. And again, like Marcus Smart isn't the type of player who I want to have a conversation with saying, Hey, I know you just made it to the finals last year and probably had the greatest year of your career, and now you're the sixth man again. Like, I just don't want to have that conversation. True, um, but I think it's a great signing um, for him. For excuse me, for the team, I think no, it just it fits. Is. 
it it's it's amazing. <laughs> I I hate to say it like it is a good, <laughs> it is a really good signing. Uh, they traded or signed them. Traded. Okay, yeah. So this, but they traded a bunch of a bunch of right contracts. Like they traded no one of like no. I think the best Romeo Langford. <laughs> no, Romeo Langford's on the Spurs. He got traded for Derek White. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, they traded, I think, Aaron Neesmith or something. Probably the best yeah, 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 okay, okay. I, I remember like, a couple of the young picks. I kept, people were just... Yeah. No, Spurs, Spurs snagged old Romeo to ride the bench. <laughs> uh, I think that was a great signing. I mean, uh, there's a lot of other small signs, of course. Bradley Bill took his money. Um, my thought is still that'll on the table. Be, that'll, be, that'll be a trade request in two years. Yeah, two. Two. <laughs> two. Brother, I wouldn't be surprised if he was talking about getting out of here by All Star. Yeah, that's, that's true too. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like I don't he, my my man, he went for the bag. He went for the like. I understand that bag is heavy, but that the Wizards right now are very, very bad. And at some point, I just gotta look at myself in the mirror and say, "I'm messing with Porzingis." That's the best. That's the best number two Brad Bills had. Man, man, they should have. Man, I I would have brought John Wall back at that point. At this point, bro, like <laughs> I mean, no, Porzingis is cool. Like I, I have no, but he, once again, he doesn't stay on the floor. You don't know what you're gonna get. Like it's a complete. The Wizards now, like every se- every single season, they have a they're a new team. They're like like it's what's the cohesion here? Cohesive. I mean, excuse me. The, I mean, the guess- team that started last year, like are all gone. <laughs> like Pope is in. Uh, Denver. I mean, yeah, Denver. Kuz is still there. Trez is not there. Uh, Witcher McCall is not is in Dallas. Uh, both of the people are in Dallas. Uh, Bertans and uh, Spencer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's fine. I get you saying like these. Someone one could argue that these team. I mean, the whole team was disposable players. I guess one could argue, but one could argue that these are always these are people that get moved constantly. Fine, but like you, a new coach again. Like, there's no cohesiveness. It's just it's just like I did, I did not like. Jordan Davis, when I saw him play, I will say that. It, apparently, I didn't, I didn't, I don't have much insight on the draft. But when he got drafted, uh, a bunch of people that I respect that watch a lot of Wizards basketball or cover Wizards were not happy either. So there's yeah, he that. Was, he was, that was, that um, was people bad. were just saying it was an, another Wizards pick. It just feels like they're just throwing, literally throwing stuff at the wall. He's just I don't another even know. Guy, like, he's just I don't another even, guy. Yeah, just another um, guy. I don't even know if they're hoping it sticks. They're just throwing. So, like, my thing is, like, at this point, I'm Bradley Bill. I get it. I understand it. Nobody turns down money. But, like, at some point, I look in the mirror and say, listen, like, I only play basketball for so long. Physically at this at this level, I'm still going to be a millionaire. Do I really want to, like, have to force my way out where I could just leave now? I'm, I'm going to get paid either way. Like, I'm going to make a lot of money either way. Like, this is this is bad. This is not Utah Jazz, like, we got Dwayne Wade in the front office. We got some picks. Let's see, roll this out. Donovan, let's see how this goes, and you can concentrate. This is bad, and this has been bad for years. <laughs> and, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, kudos to him. Maybe he really wants to stay. Maybe he likes, uh, you know, big fish, small pond energy. Uh, I mean, being I mean the big... that's, that's what Dame is. That's what Dame wants. True, but, I mean, Dame has had – I guess Brad has had some level of success in playoffs, but you know, Dame. But it's, it's not the same. Not yeah, the same. yeah, and Dame has also always been pretty much the number one. Dame has obviously had more success too, and like the last couple of years of Dame, also we can account to chalk up to some injury and stuff. But that's fair. Right. I, I understand that too. But like, at least 
even for all the Portland's flaws and everybody who trade CJ, don't trade CJ, what are they doing, blah, blah, blah. From the, I don't know too much in depth about the Portland franchise and all that. I know they had that whole GM thing. But, like, it just seems like from 3,000 miles away, it's some direction. From five miles away, it don't seem like there's no direction here in D.C. So I just, I don't know, bro. Like, it is. But, I mean, cool. He got his money. Happy for him. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Zach Levine. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Zach Levine. Um, Thomas Bryant size back. I mean, it's a lot of little little stuff. Um, I don't think there's anything super like um worth mentioning. Uh, as far as the other trade, I mean, like free agent signings, the Celtics got uh Gallinari, uh, Looney returns to the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? It's John Wall, how do you feel about that? Uh, it doesn't really move. Up. I mean, I mean, it's cool. I mean, maybe I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know how it feels. Like we haven't seen him play in forever. I don't think he's gonna be bad. I think he is better than Reggie Jackson. Maybe. Maybe I think he's he's better than their backup point guard. Like he clearly is doesn't mind playing like having a lesser role with the contract he signs. You know, it's like a two year, ten million dollar deal, whatever. Like, you know, he just wants to be on a team. So it's, it's like a very low risk, high reward type type deal for the Clippers. Uh, on paper, the Clippers to me are. The, Child abuse these days or not, so that's why I said the child abuse one I'm gonna stay away from. But 
Uh, not that it's not yeah. serious, but you know, there's it gets kind of finicky. Yeah, no, I mean, if anything, the type of shit that he got is probably in some people's eyes more valid than like the you know a spanking gone too wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, this is the type of shit that that really you know stays with people forever. Seeing like, the parents like physically Fight, fighting, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the domestic violence is, is nasty. Nasty. So, and it's and, and I think that's because it was in California. I think that that's like kind of California specific. I think don't quote me on that part in terms okay. of how like the domestic violence or the child abuse getting tacked on because it was in front of the child. I, All right. I'm pretty sure it's California, but nonetheless, like really not too much to say other than like yeah, he needs, he needs help. Yeah. It's already bad enough you're posting lean and shit on the Instagram. Yeah, bro. Like the rapping shit was cool and funny, and then it was just like, oh shit, this. <laughs> yeah, this like bro. Like, you don't have to do this. Yeah, like, you're a million. Like, you're like, I get, like, I get it. You're from Flint, but, like, my guy, you do not have to do this. Bro, you're not in Flint no more. Yeah. You're in Charlotte. You you don't even play for the Pistons. Like, you don't have to do this. You're in Charlotte and you're in Los Angeles or somewhere in California. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't need to post your lean. Who are you posting the lean? You have, bro, like, come on, man. You got millions of followers and you posting lean. Man, all you're supposed to be posting is brand deals. <laughs> like, now you about to post shit with Bill. Yeah. Yo, M- MJ's, uh, MJ saw something right on the wall on that one. Yeah, Horn is about to stink now. Yeah. I mean, he's, probably their, he's probably their best player last year. Probably. And he is not playing next year. <laughs> well, he wasn't playing for he, them anyway. It, I mean, he was gonna get that come max contract. They're about to sign him. Oh, the Hornets were. Yeah, he's a he was a he's a restricted free agent still. They're about uh, to sign him. Oh, I see. I thought he. I when I was the last I checked before I read the stories was he was getting there from uh, I believe the Pistons or somebody else. But for the Hornets were matching everything. Like, okay, I didn't read that. Same shit with same shit with DeAndre. Like, like they you know matching. what? Actually, I think what I read was he he was going I think the way I read it and I could be wrong but I think he was going to sign with the Pistons or somebody I think yeah, it was the Pistons he, I mean, and makes sense. It's, right but then uh the domestic violence thing came out and then they yeah. like still were talking about signing him and then the child abuse and I was like oh bro you yeah, yeah like you, yeah, you're not dodging get, two bullets like yeah, he, was, he was about to get the max for what he was like you know the non-all-star max whatever it is like five years like or maybe I think it was or maybe it was a lean thing came out and then, you know, he took it down and then it, it, something happened, but he was still about to get like the Mac, at least the way I read it from the Pistons and, or that was, yeah. And then yeah, yeah, well, it, it, all that shit gone now. Yeah. He, yeah. That's five, years, three bullets. five years, one ninety. Oh, bro. Just to be in the position to even fumble that type of bag is crazy. Insanity. Um, Let's take a quick break and then get to the team that everybody wants to talk about. Uh, that we did not mention, but we vaguely mentioned them. Um, the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll take a quick break. Come right back. All right. So uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, of course, before we jump into this, um, I thought you was going to say the Lakers. I just want to just make that clear. Oh well, I'll, that's the last segment. We can talk about the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. Oh. It'll tie in. So, so that's I guess, the team I like. That's the team I like talking about. I thought we were talking about the Lakers. Go ahead. I'm, I'm oh, hey, 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 hey. We can talk about the Lakers. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of other little trades and people, but I don't think people want to talk about Otto Porter to the uh, Raptors or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, so the Nets. So I talked about this a little bit with John, and I don't think we got a chance to necessarily talk about it, but 
Um, the Nets, right? Kevin Durant requests a trade. Kyrie Irving has the whole opt-out, opt-in thing. Of course, the Lakers, here we go. They tie into this, trying to trade for um, uh, Kyrie. Uh, the Lakers trying to trade for Kyrie and uh, uh, KD and all this stuff. You know, I feel like it's definitely true. I do feel like there's a little facts to it. I also feel like Lakers and trade rumors are like people naming the Lakers and trade rumors go hand in hand. So, you know, take that over a grain of salt. Uh, how realistic it was ever going to happen. Here's my thing. And I talked about this with John a little bit. Kevin Durant requesting his trade at the time when I looked at the roster, when he requested the trade for the people they had signed, that I didn't lose Andre Drummond. Um, but, and they lost Bruce uh, Brown too. Um, but like, I looked at the roster and I was like, hmm. It's not really a bad roster. Like, if he's going to request the trade and they're going to have to gut a team, like, he, of course, he wasn't trying to go to Phoenix. And I was like, okay, well, who the hell are they going to give up to get Kevin Durant? Like, you're not. If Rudy Gobert just got what he got, you know, Phoenix is going to have to give up far too much. And then you're going to be on a lesser version of what the Nets were last year. And then I looked at the Nets roster at the time. And I think maybe it was around the time they signed TJ Warren. So I was like, this is not really. Now, a couple guys have gone and left since, but this is not really a terrible roster on paper, at least. Like, you could just kind of run this back, ideally, and you would be in a better position team-wise than gutting a team to go there. Now, obviously, there are other factors, like, is Steve Nash a good coach? Do you like the organization? Is Kyrie Irving going to show up to work? But some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff, is really Kevin Durant, driven or he's to blame for this you picked the coach you picked up a Kyrie you teamed up with Kyrie you're the man you picked the organization so like you kind of got to lay in that bed Inter- I wanted yeah. to hear your thoughts on that like I mean I know I I actually agree a lot of like as soon as they traded a first round pick for Royce O'Neal I, I thought you know that and then and that was I believe right around the same time maybe a little after he requested a trade it just I, I had the same sense as well I was like this roster is actually pretty good if everyone's healthy I mean I think a big if in that is what are we talking about with Ben Simmons here not only in terms of our expectations Shit, I but, didn't even mention Ben. like I wouldn't yeah. even think of Ben Simmons at that time you know what I'm saying that, well, that, and that's well that's my thing is like does Kevin Durant think Ben Simmons is good like does he think Ben Simmons is gonna play like but here's like, another thing Kevin Durant is also signed off allegedly on the Ben Simmons uh acquirement uh, or them acquiring Ben Simmons. That was allegedly they had they run they had to run that through KD. So like my thing too is a lot of the stuff but like, but I think but I do also will say that I think everyone was expecting him to play last year. Ben Simmons. So the fact that he sat out the whole year with them, granted, I think we, we may have talked about this before how it made sense for him to sit out, you know, since he wanted his money from Philly, it wouldn't have made any sense to start playing with the Brooklyn after he was saying that he had mental health issues and all this other stuff. Now you get traded and you're ready to play. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how that one's holding up, held, holding up in, in the arbitration court to get your money back from the Sixers. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, so, Valid but, all the, all, but all the same, I think that they still expected him to play and he didn't play. So I'm just curious do they are they as understanding as I am right now as someone who's not his teammate in terms of why he didn't play last year or are they just like here he go pulling the same shit with us here's I'll say this 
you brought that up to me and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that. So I think there are teammates who don't know that and probably because a lot of these guys probably don't know the ins and outs and technical. Like on the flip side, there are probably guys in the locker room who do know that. It was like, oh, that's a business decision. But, you know, like you said, how do they personally view it is how they personally view it. Um, John asked me the question and I posed it to you over under, or maybe I asked him, him like the chances that, or maybe I asked my dad, I asked somebody, but the chances uh-huh. that uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are on the roster for the Nets opening night. I always thought at, 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 at all times, it was uh, unless Kyrie Irving did not sign the deal, as soon as he signed, I was like, both of them are on the roster opening night, like a 90% chance. I mean, it's always yeah, a small I'll, window, I'll, but I never Yeah, I'm, 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 around, I'm around there. I'm around 90 Yeah, I, I was, it's always a small window. At, at least, at, least happen. at the very least, I'm at, I'm at like 75. Like, I, I'm very confident in 75. Then we can yeah. get up to like 80, 90, whatever. But, again, I, I'm with you in terms of if Kyrie was – because the thing is, Kevin Durant's not getting traded. They're not trading Kevin Durant first, okay? If Kevin Durant's getting traded, they have to trade Kyrie first. Right. That's what people don't understand. And, I, and, and maybe I've said this before, but they have to trade him first because if you trade KD, you can easily get stuck with Kyrie. Easily. So you trade Kyrie first. You're not going to get stuck with Kevin Durant. You're going to, someone's going to trade for Kevin Durant, so it's only a matter of how much. The last thing you want to do is if you're trading Kevin Durant, is still have also, Kyrie on the team. That also, make you any sense. right. Also, you'd rather be stuck with like you can trade yeah. KD, but you'd rather be stuck with KD. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd much rather have KD without Kyrie than Kyrie without KD. I will say though to this, when I really, because honestly, I'm gonna be uh, clearly when the when the uh, Timberwolves deal happened, like I knew it was a haul, but then it took me like a couple of days to sit down and really think about like how much they really gave up. You know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Kevin, maybe you can get away with saying you're not going to get that type of haul for Kyrie because we don't know if he's going to play vaccinated. He's a world, uh, he's fighting all the world's problems right now. Like where's his mind in basketball, blah, blah, blah. You're not like, no team has that type of haul to trade for Kevin Durant that he's going to actually go to. Like, period. Like, I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little unfair to the Nets to, like, say you have to get, to, like, the same shit as Rudy Gobert. But, I mean, you yeah, got, that's, I, that, that's the game. Yeah, that, that's the game, though. Like, you have to, like, Kevin Durant can't get traded for, like, bro, he can't get traded for really anything less. Like, you can, <laughs> some, I mean, it has to be comparable. Now, it could be in the ballpark and somebody could say, listen, uh, the Timberwolves are just stupid. Like I'm sorry, right. like we're like we're not giving you nine picks, but we'll give you a, a substantial amount of picks. But like, come on now, like, but it's it's still going to be very very high. And then also, like Kevin Durant is under contract for four more years, correct? Right. Like, come on, come on, like you didn't, you got to He, come on, like that deal, you know. Um, and somebody might do it, but who do you give up? You know, like who who has the team to gut for that? You know, unless the Lakers step in and say, "Here's Anthony Davis." You know what I'm Basically. saying? Yeah, yeah pretty he, much. Yeah, or the sun said here to Devin Booker or something along those lines. Yeah, Devin Booker. And, and then, like, I'm pretty sure that's why Kevin Durant wants to go there to play with Devin Booker. And, he, you know, it's just – so the Nets was always like a uh, – it was a long shot to me when they got traded. But it made for great content. Requesting the trade is, is very, it was very wild to me. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. 
it is it is what it is. But no, I think I think they'll be on the team. I think the Nets will be better. I think Kyrie will actually do you think, be on the court. You a think lot more. you think they'll be on the team this time next year? Both of them? I don't know. Kyrie will be a free agent, so that's hard to say. But I would bet yes right now. But that would that's, oh, well. much, that's much more fifty fifty. Okay. Well, I I should have said like past the trade deadline and like you think like will we be here next year? Kyrie, I guess you really can't call it because he's his own person. But will we, will we be here next year with like Kevin Durant wants to leave or like they've traded? No, Kevin I, th- I think I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of people arguing. Is it smart to give Kyrie um, like whatever they're about to give Kyrie? Okay. Because I, I mean, the only reason Kyrie wasn't playing last year was like COVID protocol stuff, and that doesn't exist anymore. Well. Monkeypox is on the rise, and apparently a new va- va- uh, variant of COVID. So we'll see. Bro, ain't, bro, don't know, ain't nobody going back to no bubble. Ain't nobody doing none of that. Oh no, 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 no bubble. But I don't know, like the vaccinations. I don't know what, how that. Um, Man, it's survival of the fittest out here nowadays. I'm not. I don't. I don't necessarily agree or say that's how it should be done. I'm just telling you. No, the, these are, the, these the law are of the land. No, these are facts. Um, I thought just side note, I thought it was hilarious when people were mad that Kyrie didn't show up to the Drew League. <laughs> people were just tweeting like, "Bro, doesn't show up to a job he gets paid for." He thought he would show it up for free. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so of course the late the 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 only team that I'm not gonna say the only team, but the team that was in hot pursuit of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, um, was the other big market across the country, Los Angeles. The Lakers, and of course, their big star that they're trying to get rid of, uh, who now has everybody has formed a circle of trust and uh, will not rat each other out. But uh, is Russell Westbrook? <laughs> and Bro, I uh, need I need LeBron, Rich Paul, Jeannie Buss, and like Rob Palenka, maybe like Kurt Rambis, like in our room together, and I need them to like explain like how the, that trade went down. That legitimately is probably like. The trade for the, what? The worst for Russell Westbrook. For now, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The original trade for Russell Westbrook. Like the logic behind it, like whose idea it was, like all the finger pointing, like no, you said this, you said that. Like I would love, I would love to be a fly in the wall for that for that conversation. This uh, gonna sound crazy because LeBron is a basketball mind, so I'm gonna remove him from this conversation. And obviously, Polinka and all that. But I really want to know, like, was there anybody in that room that was a, a pure basketball mind? Whatever when that went down, because it's I mean it's very must, I mean, it's, it it's very simple. Is heavily involved as well. But no, I'm talking about somebody that you like, like knows what the fuck they're doing and talk like. Well, you, I mean, you I just, don't know. Are you, are you just saying that the Lakers have bad yes. front office people? Yes, 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 oh. yes. You're you know I'm saying that, bro. Oh. You literally just guarded this man in the bubble. Oh. How did you guard him? By playing LeBron himself, by playing 20 yards off of him, like he was prime Deshaun Jackson going on a go route. Like you just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like I'm just, you're just not gonna run by me. That's all you're not gonna do. Like everything else, but you're not gonna run by me. And then your master plan was to sign him to your team that needs more shooting. Like the number one thing they need is more shooting. And Russell Westbrook is known for not shooting. Not not oh, shooting he's, he's, well. He's, he's trying, they're trying to take the pressure off LeBron. For pressure for what? <laughs> <laughs> like you're Ru- twenty. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is known for not shooting. He needs the ball, to, and this is not a knock on Russell Westbrook. 
I, I want to make this clear. I am not knocking Russell Westbrook. The man wanted to go home and play for the Lakers. I understand all that. Cool. And any competitor, anybody thinks that, oh, I can, like, it'll work with me because I'm me and I'll do it fine. But the point is, he's, he's a ball dominant, fine, because he's a star in his own right. He's not a shooter, fine. Everybody has their weaknesses. The defensive thing is, eh, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Uh, he's older anyway. But the Lakers need a shooter. They need somebody that's not really, doesn't need the ball in their hand. Like, sure, you can make a play with the ball in hand, but you don't need the ball in hand because as much as LeBron says, I want to play off ball this year. I want to get the ball, blah, blah, blah. He never does. It just never happens. Um, and, and then you need somebody that's probably young and trying to play defense and play both sides of the court. These are all things that Russell Westbrook are, is not. And, and you went out and signed him and traded for him anyway because of star power, because of name recognition. And like, oh, it'll make sense because we can always have two stars in the court at the same time. Like, yeah, but are you going to, are you not going to start Russell Westbrook? Are you really, really going to stagger them? So LeBron, like if somebody came to me and said, we're not starting Russell Westbrook, we're gonna, he's going to come off the bench. And him and LeBron James are never going to play together except for in very sporadic, like end of game situations where we're just trying to overpower the other team with like maximum star power on the court. You know, like those type of situations. In this hypothetical fantasy land, I would have said, I mean, uh, I'm not really like, oh, I get it. I, I still probably want to take like Russell Westbrook for that trade. Like I think there's better basketball fits, but I get it. If that's your logic, like you're always going to have a two man duel of LeBron and Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Cool. That, that was never going to happen. So why did that like the floor is yours. <laughs> all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is the last report I saw was the Lakers were budging on uh Trading Russell Westbrook and two picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. You know who the Lakers could have got with <laughs> the for Russell Westbrook? <laughs> Buddy Hill. You know how many times I've been screaming at the, anybody listening to this show? Probably I probably sound like a broken record. You could have traded Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Hill straight up and kept KCP and used him and trade bait for something else. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lakers are funny because now is that you already traded all your picks for AD. So the fact that they are like trying to hold on to, like, their pick that's 2027 and 2029. It's so funny. The Russell Westbrook it, thing is, like, it's funny because it's kind of taking the pressure off AD. It was like, we still got to figure out who this guy really is. And sometimes yeah, that's, I'm not, like, that's true. They said, yeah, he said he, he said he just got back into the gym last week. So, I mean, like, it's <laughs> it's it's wild. Um, over under that he's on the roster uh, by All-Star break still. Who, Rust? Yes. Oh, you think Anthony Davis is on the move? No, no, no. I just was clarifying. I just, you know, I don't like to assume anything. But uh, I don't know. I do think the closer you get to the All-Star and the less time, the less money you have to pay, the less time he's on your team, I do think that the value of Russ probably will may go up more at the trade deadline versus right this very second. Like when you have teams who are looking to just, like, get rid of, like, salary or something, for example. Like a team that thought they might be good and now they're not or something. So I do think that there's there's more value in him later on than right this very second. Um, so I think it's – I mean, if I had to pick, my gut is telling me he's probably still a Laker. Um, so you don't I, like I to assume – so let me uh, – because I, I made the assumption. So let me clarify this. You think he's going to be on the team for to start the season? Like oh, that, yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. that's, that's probably 100% definitely. for you? 
Yeah, it's pretty, like, like pretty 90, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always a positive. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm pretty okay, positive cool. on that one. Because I think because I think what the Lakers are trying to talk themselves into, since they don't want to trade those picks, they're like, oh, we got a new coach. Dar- Darwin Ham's going to make Russ play different. Like, it's going to work out better. And so then, if it starts out really bad again, and the Lakers get even more desperate, and they're like, damn, now we have to trade both of these picks. Like, we have no choice. We have no more leverage. Because now everyone sees that Russell is like still bad, then I think they will inevitably cave and try to make a like midseason move or whatever. Like, and I, I think I think that the what the Lakers are holding on to and are maybe you're in denial about is like they're still on that Frank Vogel shit. You know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, we're just gonna trade like change the coach and this and that. Like it'll be better with a new coach. Like they just were using Russell Westbrook wrong. So you think you say I'm in denial with it? No, no, no. I think that the front office is in denial, like Jimmy oh, okay. Buss or Rapalenko or whoever. Like that, that's what they're telling themselves in terms yeah, of why Russell's yeah, still like, on the team. No, no, most definitely. I mean, I yeah, like change the coach. Like and once again, I, I think I said this before the show. Um, or maybe it was John show. Like, I don't I had no beef with Frank Vogel. Do I think he was a great coach? No. He got the job done, he won a championship. Yes, it was in the bubble, whatever. Um, his system worked until it didn't, but the team that he was given last season was not going to work for his system and probably the 30 teams in NBA, probably 28 other coaches systems. So there's probably oh, one no, coach. Sure. No. So like, yeah, I think, probably. yeah. But, so I, I, but again, I don't, I don't think that the Lakers are ready to admit that as an organization until they see it not work with the second coach. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. So that, that's what I'm saying. So like, even with the hot firing of Frank Vogel, like Laker fans were, and there were some lineups he was playing last year. It was just like, all right, I don't know what he's doing, but like, at the end of the day, like I looked at that roster and I, I was like, all right, I don't know what their front office is doing. So, I mean, I don't, I wasn't like mad when he got fired, but like I didn't place everything on his front doorstep like a lot of people did. I understand a lot of times you're the coach, you are the scapegoat because if it goes right, you're a genius. If it goes wrong, you suck. <laughs> like it's no in between, you know, where I think Frank Gogo was just cool. Um, But yeah, the Darwin Ham thing, if it goes south, like I hope he gets his his time I hope it doesn't go south but I hope you know he doesn't get blamed for it too especially being a black coach uh coaching the Lakers first time yeah I mean, ho- I mean ho- hopefully LeBron has his back I mean that's yeah, all it really comes down to yeah. if LeBron blames you then it's your fault if he doesn't then it's not your fault like as a coach like if LeBron's rocking with you then you're fine and then you know LeBron sending out quick cryptic messages as he usually does Jenny Best tweeting about more people from yonder from the other planes from the multiverse like is this is very a lot of stuff going on over there that's just like wow this is a this is the greatest franchise in basketball right now sir i'm <laughs> telling you i'm still i'm still banking on the spurs five years from now watch out <laughs> um i wasn't gonna say who 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 do the lakers trade Russell Westbrook for like who wants Russell Westbrook? Who a team out there? I mean, that Buddy Hill, Miles Turner trade is probably the best trade you're going to get at this point. In terms of if you're just looking for the best players on the market, I don't think you're going to come across a better duo than Buddy Hill and Miles Turner for what you need and for what's out on the market for Russell Westbrook. Like that's the best trade out there. To me, I don't, I don't even know another team that really has any veterans out there. I mean, but you're not going to get any quality players back like you're just gonna that's just more of a salary dump like the spurs aren't like who do you get who do you want on the spurs that's gonna like really help you this year like maybe doug mcdermott maybe if the spurs feel like they want to give him up it's like maybe 
Like, they're not giving yeah. up any of the young guys. That doesn't make any sense. Like, they're clearly tanking. So, that's what I mean. The Spurs are a team, but that's more of a we need a third team to help facilitate the salary for a three team trade or something like that. Not like a straight up, a straight up trade with the Spurs makes no sense because the Spurs have no players that are like win now players. Right. So it has to be the Pacers. I don't know any other team. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, the Lakers will be an interesting watch this season. Um, I see they're trying to do some things around the fringes. And the, and the thing that's also sneaky with this is Russ doesn't want to get traded. No, it, not it's at all. Not, because not only, I mean, one, it's just a bad book, but two, if he gets traded and then he gets bought out, no, he's not going to sign for more than the minimum. Right. I mean, he he's doesn't at, want to become a, and he doesn't want to be a minimum type player. Like that's how yeah, he sees or whatever. So like, he's, yeah. gonna, he's not going to, you know, I mean, he's not going to want to get traded. He's at that point where, I mean, a lot of stars, period. But we especially see it with small athletic guards. It gets to the point where it's just like it's. I don't want to say it's over because I don't think Russell Westbrook it can't help anybody or like he's just he's just not 2016 Russell Westbrook anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we saw it with John Wall, literally just happened. Allen Iverson happened. Like, yo, you got a big contract. You were great. You're a Hall of Famer. You're not there no more. You you either have to take a lesser role and do different things. You know what I'm saying? Or you have to take the minimum, like you said. And you don't want to get traded because it's his hometown. It's terrible, so you don't want to leave on that accord, and you're getting blamed. Deep down inside, I think he knows, like, he was playing bad. It's not all on him, though, but he was playing bad. You don't – obviously, you probably don't want to go to Indiana. And like you said – I mean, yeah, whatever team he gets traded to, probably just going to buy him out. Yeah, you don't want to get bought out. And then it's – it is – no embarrassing. I'm the former MVP. Now I'm asking people to sign me. Yeah, for sure. So, so I mean, I can't, it is what you, it is. Is there, is there if, if it, in a perfect world, I mean, I guess Kyrie, like the perfect world trade, like that's who you want. Like, is there anyone else who even like maybe besides Kyrie is like this, even though it's made, it might not be totally realistic, but it was, it's just like kind of ideal. Me? Is there something like I would trade Russell Wilson? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, yeah. uh, oh, that's a good question. Put me on the spot. Uh. Like, scale. is there any is there any other trade rumor or idea or fake trade that you saw that like at least was intriguing that was like maybe a little bit plausible other than Kyrie? Oh no, maybe the, and maybe there wasn't. No, there wasn't. There was now. If you're just asking me people that I would want, I that no, my mind know, was going. Okay, now I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm now, gonna go that's, the, that's the next phase. Is there is there a person that you want? Lonzo Ball. Oh, you want Lonzo back? I would take that Lonzo old, back. You want that old thing back? It's funny, but I would take Lonzo back, yes. from At least from what he's shown. I mean, now he has the injury and all that, but what he plays defense. He can hit open threes. He can facilitate offense. He doesn't need the ball. Sounds like everything we were trying to, to get in the first place, which you were originally trying to get the first time. Now you have the double back and get. That was the first person that came to mind. Like, and obviously, yeah, sir. as long as you just got to stay healthy, but yeah. Yeah, but obviously that's because of the Lakers ties. You put me on the spot, so I'm, I'm literally trying to – I'm in my mind thinking of all the rosters, and I'm not trying to go crazy. Like, Brad, give me Bradley Bill. Like, no, I'm trying to be a little bit, like, realistic here, but, like um, – Yeah, I mean, just, I just need, I just need like, crazy. 25 – yeah, crazy. it's like nothing – Crazy, but also somebody – we only saw for one season – but he just got a bag from the Knicks, Jalen Brunson. 
I don't think that would be a terrible, like, a little bit smaller, you know what I'm saying? He probably wants the ball more, but, like. At least if he has the ball, it's not turning it over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, still better, like, fit. Like, it'll work, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're going to. Right. Yeah, like he's not going to. He just played with ball dominant Luca, so we know he could play with ball dominant people. Now he probably left. I don't think he solely left because it was like I want the ball more. I hate Luca. I think you know it was a better opportunity. Like you leave to a better job because they paying you more money. Simple. I think you know he deep down inside probably would want the ball more than playing with LeBron, but I think he would do it. You know what I'm saying? So him, Jalen Brunson, um, he doesn't stay on the floor. Malcolm Brogdon. You know what I'm saying? Like like you like that would be a, a fit. Hey, you want Dennis, you want Dennis Schroeder back? No, but I will say <laughs> I I was and you could run back this tape. I always said Dennis was playing great until he came back from the injury. I don't know what happened, but when he came back from that injury after, he was never the same. And he kind of found it a little bit in the last two games when we you know we got lost and again got ass busted. But he was fine for the first half of the season. He was he was fine until he turned down the uh, the extension. Yeah, he, hey, he was on Instagram to ask LeBron if he's ready to write back. Yeah, so, I mean, and maybe that's just Dennis. Maybe it's just I'm good because that's kind of everywhere he goes. Like, he's straight, and then it's like, ah, uh, it's not working no more. So, um, he's got I was gonna, to prove. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, well, I, I mean, Drew Holiday is probably a stretch, but, you know, Drew Holiday. Yeah, I'm going to say, I, I got to put my foot down on Drew Yeah, Holiday. that's probably too far. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are the people off the top of my head. Like, there's, right. there's probably yeah. more that I could think through i'm trying to think who do the heat have nah, no nobody Kyle Lowry. You want Kyle no, Lowry? no no I, I purposely did not mention that name uh, <laughs> um yeah i mean instead the lakers are out here courting uh darren collison for the 15th time bro let that man yeah, retire yeah, i'm gonna say y'all about five years too late let that man retire bro please this, he keeps showing up and going he's just He's just there to get free tickets at this point. Like, I, I wish somebody would tell Didi about that. Like, he just wants free tickets. Court size. Yeah, I, I, I do think that THT is, is on that trade market. I think for a right trade, they'd, they'd let they'd let him go. For the, of course. Yeah, he can. I mean, and he's not he's not very good. That's yeah, well, like, I'm not I'm not a fan. They should have traded him when the value was high. Although at the time I I did defend not trading him in the sense that like I got understood and I'm always for the Lakers kind of kind of keeping some of the young talent because we do we ship people out for like big name star x all the time um but it it went south very quickly um yeah although i will say maybe not trading for kyle lowry still was maybe a plus yeah i actually say in, in hindsight i thought that it was a bad move on lakers but I, i'll take the l on that one i think but right. but trading him period was 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 oh yeah no he definitely should have been traded but yeah. i was like kyle lowry that's a great trade well, probably probably wasn't in hindsight yeah no but i mean you know if he has a if he has if he gets around 13 points a game i you know you know gets the laker bump he'll go somewhere he'll get traded like kyle kuzma and then, you know um you know he, he's probably he'll be an average player maybe hey mm-hmm. shout out shout out lonnie walker yeah <laughs> he said yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, those are the people in my mind, like that I could think of for Russell Westbrook. Um, but I, none of that, obviously. Yeah, have fun, have fun running that back. Yeah, I mean, the phone calls, like the, the LeBron media storm is just crazy, bro. The phone calls, <laughs> they, they want a three way call to make sure that they were locked in. 
Yeah, like, bro, so they went in a group chat. Like, I'm pretty sure they have a group chat. Like, it's just crazy. Russell Westbrook showing. No, the, the, the LeBron PR, the PR campaign is always on go. Crazy, always. bro, always. Every team. And it's the same formula. It's just, he just runs bro, the back. I keep, bro, I keep trying to tell you, not even on no Laker heat, man. Look at every team that he's left, and he does not leave it good. Yeah, except for the heat. I mean, they were bad, too, for a minute. They just bounced back quick. But the next like year after he left, they were not good. No, they weren't good because Chris Bosch had that heart injury. That heart. Yeah, injury. no, that's true. But they were, they were straight. They were straight. Yeah, but I mean, also I, they have Pat Riley and Eric yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. My next thing is they also have an infrastructure. But yeah, LeBron. Every team LeBron has left, or every time he has left the team. Now he. Now I will say this in the in the defense of, of what you're about to say. It's I really can only say this. You can really only actually say this about the second time he left Cleveland. Because the first time he left Cleveland, yes, they were not good, but that was a lot of Cleveland's own doing. Like the people that they were signing out, like even given LeBron before, you could say LeBron was really flexing his muscle, was just like, you did that to yourself. Like they were signing 50 year old Antoine Jameson, like the Larry Hughes trade. You know what I'm saying? Like the best star they gave him was Mo Williams. I mean, look, I feel you for sure. I mean, they had to trade Kyrie to kind of get to recoup a lot of that back in terms of, like, draft capital and all that stuff. But nonetheless, I'm just saying – I'm not I'm not even necessarily saying it's his fault. I'm just saying that – I get every, what you're like, saying. Everywhere he falls, it just follows him. Now, yeah, but the second time, you know, because he got Tristan Thompson paid and, like, all that stuff, so. Just, you, know? you know. Um, But I will – like I always say – and, you know, it's nasty work, but it's the Lakers. So, you know, the bank is the bank. Uh, you're always banking on essentially like saying, like, okay, we're the Lakers. Like, he may leave us high and dry, but like a star will want to come here eventually. And, you know, we're five years down. Don't and worry. 80, 80 going to get that torch passed off to him. Don't worry. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully that goes that way. But, you know, he, he could go to Chicago and want to go go home and, you know, if he's playing like he's played last year, I can't really tell you that I'd be too too upset. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, you don't want to lose a talent like that, but you know, might be best for him. Yeah, I will say though, one thing that's interesting, and this will be my last point before we before I guess we go, is not even just specific to LA, but like I think the Knicks, I think a lot of these big markets, as the NBA gets more and more global, I think we're gonna find less and less players, or less and less of like the best players clamoring to go to like these big market teams you know what i mean like they have a lot of these foreigners like like Giannis, Jokic, you know what i mean luca like they're like once you once they're on the team they're just like all right cool i'm just here to play basketball like they don't care as much as about like going to la as like american players okay and we're looking at the trend of players who are like mvp candidate players it's less and less americans every year okay so when you first started to say this i was gonna say rodney you said this back in 2014 and i said Hold on, people still want to play in big markets. I know the internet's coming. I'm, blah, I'm blah, just blah. looking at the trends. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 so I'm gonna come around. So I was like, hold on. And then when you said like it gets more international, I was like, bro, I get what you're saying, but people still want to live in. People want to live in New York over Milwaukee, like or. But when you then mentioned specifically how it's international players, the MVPs, Luca, Jokic, uh, Giannis, all of this, and like Embiid. Embiid, yes. Although Embiid is a little bit different because I feel like 
Number one, he's in a bigger market than a, a very big basketball city and area anyway. But number two, I feel like I feel like Embiid's a little bit more Americanized than like I mean, yeah, but I mean so I feel still, like he you know. I feel like he would fall more into that propaganda but when you, than other the other guys you mentioned. But still facts. So when you said that and I started thinking about it, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Cause actually I do agree. The it's if you're talking about the international born I'm talking players, about the I'm talking about the players that matter. Like yeah. the like the guys who are coming in and they're saving your franchise because you have this guy now. Like more and more of those guys are becoming international players. Yeah, so what I'm saying. And those guys you, aren't like clamoring to push themselves out of situations. Right, so I, I agree. Like when you specifically talk about the international players and like that, I can definitely see it. It'll be interesting to see like we have this current wave of, of international players coming. It'll be interesting to see how Luca feels about that. Like when his time is up, like does he – does he want to push to a bigger market? And then when the next wave of international players come, like, are they, do they have that same, like, because Giannis and like Jokic have this like coof about them or just, you know, they, I, like you said, I don't think Jokic cares. Like, oh, Denver, I'm here to play basketball. Like, and then in the summer, he's in his homeland riding horses and on a chair. I think, I think, I think Lucas is on that, it's cut the very similar. I mean, I saw a video of him in Croatia hanging out with Juan Johnson. Like, I think he's very similar in that way. And I think a lot of these European, and again, what we, again, I, I keep bringing up the same guy, like maybe he's not good, maybe he is, but the last time you heard about a prospect being like, this guy is like that, like amazing, other fucking European guy. Who, who was that? I'm sorry. You... Win Banyama. Oh, okay. He's French. He's French. Okay. The first I time I saw heard, a video Okay, okay. I thought I thought that that was something you knew. But the no, first no, time I, I saw a video of, of Victor Wimbanyama, he's French. Oh, oh, he, oh, uh, oh. Yeah, yes. When you said yes. Okay, yeah, yeah I've heard of him. I've, heard of him. I've seen a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's like 7'3", like, with, he's like Ted Holmgren on steroids. Like, he's like taller, longer, but he has better handles and everything. The first video I saw with Wimbanyama, he was like playing Rudy Gobert one on one, and he was seventeen, and he was getting Rudy Gobert love. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I saw like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shit like that, and I was like, bro, it's like all these random international people just popping up out of nowhere, and they're just like playing basketball in ways that we haven't seen before, and all this other shit, and like, it's just an interesting trend that I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay. No. So when you bring it up like that, I definitely see it. We'll definitely see how the market changes. I, I, I guess too, you can always say like these big cities will eventually change their marketing skills from like, we'll just come play for us to like, look what we can do for your brand and we're bigger than you. And it's, but at the end of the day, it's just going to have to matter if these guys even care about that. And like you but, said, but like, that's my thing is though, it's like, you, they don't, you're looking, you're looking at guy like Giannis, who's like, look how big his brand, like his brand is pretty freaking big. Like, right. Cause Giannis, he has a whole like, country behind him. So like they can look at it and say, like, I don't need it, to play in New York. Cause that's what I'm kinda, saying. It's kind of like when Yao Ming came, it's like, well, he didn't right. need to play. I mean, Houston is a big city anyway, but it's like, right. they don't need but to play like, anywhere else. Yeah, he guys all China, like, you know what I'm saying? They, they, these guys are famous worldwide. Like they like, it doesn't matter as much to them that they're not in the most popping city in America. Bro, right. they, they're like, these guys go to Europe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like they go back to Paris in the off season. They don't hang out in, in LA. You know what I mean? Like they're just in their city to do their jobs and then they go back to Europe. Or like, you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see if the next wave is like that too. Like, do they get any American propaganda? Like, yeah, we'll oh, see. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. But but like these guys are coming straight out of Europe. Like they're very much just like here to who. I think indeed, like to your point, is definitely like the most Americanized. Yeah, the most yeah. Americanized, but like 
he's still he's still ride or die with Philly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just interesting to see because these guys don't grow up in that AAU culture. Like, these guys don't grow up in that same culture of, you know, where, you know, people are trying to, you know, go to the best city and the best team and this and that. Like, they, like, you know, like, obviously, you have to have a good team around them, yes, but they're, they just have some patience. That's all. Right. And they're also, you know. And they're cool. Traveling. Like, yeah. like, they, you know, they're traveling. Like, they're just like, yeah, wow. They're... Like, look at all this stuff. Like, like, like to Giannis, Milwaukee is probably like one of the coolest cities he went in, like came to when he was like. Bro, the man like, didn't, <laughs> the man never had a smoothie or like a milkshake yeah, or something like, like that, right? So I was like, he's like, yo, Milwaukee's sweet. Like, so who knows? Like, we'll see how it, it's just interesting, you know, the whole big market, small market thing. Like, And, and he might on, leave, we'll but see. it might not be just because Milwaukee is like, it might not be a city thing. It just might be, right, oh, right. my time is yeah, over but, here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. So it's just interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I never thought about it like that. That's a great insight. Um, well, that's the show for the day. I mean, that's a really good show. Like, I, I like where this went. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, it's summertime, so I know these are few and far in between, but, you know, the uh, it's damn near august now you know training camp starts in september and basketball's back in october so sir time to get these bets in (laughs) all right man oh everybody out there thank you for listening uh yeah and we'll be back sir see you